everyone, this is Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, coming at you from MarketScale's home studio. We're joined on the line today by Celine Tien. She's the founder and CEO of Flowly. And Flowly is a mobile app platform leveraging mobile, VR, and biofeedback to help sufferers manage their symptoms a little easier. We're going to be chatting today about the place of telehealth and telemedicine post-COVID-19. Celine brings a very fresh perspective to the telehealth and telemedicine market. We're going to get more into that here in a second. Celine, how are you doing today? I'm doing as well as you can be in this situation. Yes, aren't we all? I think that's the standard response now. Um, so uh, I know y'all are based out of California. Um, how, how's this experience been like for all of y'all holding up during the pandemic? Yeah, it's been hectic. Um, I think that because of the nature of being a digital health company, um, it's been busier than ever for us. But we're very lucky in that we were able to work from home immediately. We didn't have, you know, too many facilities to worry about. So um, it, it hasn't impacted us operationally too much, but it's definitely impacted the population we work with and even a lot of our, my founder friends and companies in the space. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, could you tell us a little bit more about the dynamics that Flowly aims to address with its solution and also why uh, these issues of chronic pain need this sort of solution in the first place? Yeah, so you might know that one in three Americans have chronic pain. That's 100 million people in this country alone. It's actually the number one cause of disability um, worldwide. So it impacts a huge amount of people, but historically it's been kind of overlooked by the healthcare system because you had medication like opioids um, and you only had a very subjective way of measuring pain. But now with the opioid crisis coming into light in the past few years, we're seeing more an increased need ever uh, for alternative and safe forms of pain management. And one of the things that isn't highlighted very much is that chronic pain is a biopsychosocial disease, which means you have the physiological pain, but you also have a mental one, right? Mm. One of the top symptoms of chronic pain is anxiety and depression. And many people suffer from feelings of social isolation because you might be on disability or you're having a hard time going into work, running errands. And so it really just is a negative perpetual cycle that if you don't address kind of all parts of chronic pain, you're not really treating it at all. So we bring to the market Flowly, which is a mobile app for chronic pain management. And we allow people to actually engage in these interactive exercises and experiences that train you to regulate your nervous system. So you literally put your finger on the back of your phone camera and we're able to collect bio data like your heart rate, your respiration, your HRV. And you're able to track over time how you're doing better and better and learning to control that nervous system to better control symptoms around the pain and around mental health. And then we also have a community component where people can interact with one another, share references, engage with each other, um, and even track their data together and track their progress analysis. So we're really bringing a holistic look at the biocycle and social parts of chronic pain. Hmm. So how does an app like Flowly fit into the existing dynamics for uh, chronic pain therapy, uh, and I guess working with any uh, existing medication or existing strategies that already exist within the medical community. 
Yeah, so our first uh, and foremost mission is to be accessible. So we really want to be flexible around each individual's use of pain management tools because it just really, really varies. I mean, 100 million Americans, uh, there's just thousands of different comorbidities and chronic illnesses that come with that. So we both work with clinics. We're partnered with University of Pittsburgh Medical Center and USC. We're doing clinical trials, but um, it's also a direct-to-consumer app. So if you suffer from chronic pain and you just want something quick and easy and accessible, to do at home, you can download it from the app store immediately and benefit from it. So we really want to kind of go through all the different sectors. We're also working with clinics that work with employers um, and things around disability, all types of stuff. I'd also like to get your thoughts on how the pandemic is affecting both uh, your launch, um, and also just telehealth and telemedicine in general. Uh, the issues of chronic pain that you just broke down, how have these issues been magnified because of the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, both the um, the actual ailments and then also the, uh, the social and the uh, mental toll that you were also breaking down. Yeah, I don't think I can overemphasize how much this pandemic has affected uh, chronic pain patients, but also just people in general. Uh, I, I was just reading that the American Psychiatric Association reported that now with COVID-19, there is over 50% of Americans report increased anxiety levels. Hmm. And it's really affected us in the sense that initially we had wanted to launch Flowly later this year. Um, but when COVID hit, I would say at the peak in March, we had such an inundation of messages and people reaching out to us asking if they could access our beta immediately because people were so in need of something that they could remotely access at home that helped them manage their pain, but also the psychological one, right? Like the anxiety, the increased stress that, I mean, even I'm feeling. And so we pushed our launch to be earlier um, so that we could meet this need. And we did, uh, we saw a survey with the US Pain Foundation where people with chronic pain and chronic illnesses who are also immunosuppressed and are particularly vulnerable to viruses like COVID-19, they're getting uh, even less access to healthcare than they did before. And before it was already pretty abysmal. Now it's just um, cut off all pain clinic visits, very little access mm. to telemedicine. And there might even be a pattern of increased medication use now because that's basically the only way you can access uh, different forms of pain management. So it's really, really affected our population and we're seeing it seep into other general populations and anxiety and um, just Americans living right now in general. Well, it sounds like the response to uh, getting Flowly to market has been positive, uh, especially with this pandemic. It seems like it's opening some opportunities for an application like Flowly to really thrive. How does that compare to just how, I guess, patients in general? And I'm not sure if there's uh, you know many insights for you to pull from on this, but I guess as much as you can generalize, how are telemedicine and telehealth applications generally being received by patients today, especially in the context of COVID-19, has this increased um, just public perception around these uh, these apps and these solutions? Has it made it more positive? Uh, has it made it more negative necessarily because there aren't as many telehealth and telemedicine options available? I guess, how has this shaped um, perception around these applications? 
I think that there's been a huge proliferation and awareness around telemedicine and remote healthcare access uh, that obviously is in huge need right now. But I also think on the regulation end, there needs to be a catch-up game where right now more than ever, you need some of these services and companies to go through regulation so that they can more easily access the population that need to be covered by insurance or their providers, which I'm not seeing a lot of right now. Uh, but I definitely think that, especially amongst the healthcare and digital health community, there's been a big push to get uh, remote care access out there. And definitely because we're in that class, it's um, been helpful for us in being able to push out the product faster and even test with people more because more people are more than ever willing to download the app and try it out and see if it's helpful. Um, mm -hmm. But I definitely think it's a space that needs a lot more work and a lot more attention paid to it, especially to populations that are vulnerable. Because I think I see a lot of general wellness and sort of meditation apps out there, yeah. but having a more data-focused scientific approach to telemedicine, uh, to chronic pain, chronic illness populations that affects one in three Americans, that needs to have a lot more work done. Hmm. And what do you think that work looks like moving forward? Um, how is Flowly maybe looking to set a standard with its launch? Uh, how have you tried to bring that research and that medical certainty uh, to your product? And why is that so critical for shaping positive public perception around these applications? Yeah, so you might know that now in FDA, there's a special pathway for digital therapeutics. And I think that's one of the first steps in understanding that healthcare and how we manage our health is really ever evolving. And Increasingly so, we need to use technology because of incidences like COVID where we need to be at home and still access that care. Um, for us, we have been always very data focused. The very inherent basis of our company is biofeedback for relaxation training, which means we're collecting information, we're showing it to you, we're analyzing it with you so that you actually see how your body changes through actual data points. Um, that's not a that's not an approach that a lot of other companies are taking, but we we're slowly seeing that sort of adoption of scientific studies to back those wellness and healthcare apps. And for us, we're partnered with UPMC, USC, the chair of perioperative medicine um, at University of Pittsburgh Medical Center is our advisor and principal investigator on clinical trials. And um, we're also starting two-phase clinical trials. So we've been seeing a slow push in that area, but there needs to be a lot more a lot more work done, and I think a lot more collaboration between academic and research institutions with these companies, which we've been very fortunate that we've been the benefactors of, and we were actually just awarded a one point two million dollar grant by the National Institutes wow. of Health um, to run these trials. Congratulations! That's exciting. And on that note, um, I think what is also incredibly unique about Flowly uh, in the context of the pandemic is that you are going to market during the pandemic. Uh, I believe you're launching um, from the date of this interview in about a week or so, which might be even shorter by the time this releases. So that's coming up. Uh, I'm sure this pandemic has shaped a lot of your marketing efforts and your uh, just, just general pathway to launch. Um, but I'm just interested in how the is shaping the market for telehealth and telemedicine applications. So what has your and your team's experience been in bringing a new telehealth app to market during a pandemic? 
what have been some surprising opportunities to, you know, maybe shifting societal dynamics or obstacles in deployment, anything in between? Uh, and what do you think that has to say about the future of these applications? Yeah, I think that there's two ends to this. One is on the positive end. There is more need than ever. So a lot of people are asking about it. Um, there's a lot more grassroots efforts in getting this out there, partnering with community groups, nonprofit organizations, uh, and clinics to get this out there. But on the more negative end, I would say, is that uh, there's definitely a transition period operationally for a lot of these communities, these organizations, these doctors and physicians we work with, and trying to grapple with understanding what is their new role with COVID-19 or even moving forward post-COVID-19 with more telemedicine. And because of that sort of operational tra transition period, we have to be more flexible in our company and working with these different partners and understanding that they need a longer timeline to understand how we can fit into their care system or what are the best ways to actually directly reach out to the pain sufferers. And I think for us, the way that we've thought about it is, you know, we kind of skip the BS to say and we get directly to the people that are suffering from pain. So we reach out directly to our users. We reach out directly to chronic pain uh, patient advocacy groups so that we can hear from them what is their actual pain point at this time and how do we address it. And one of the things we heard early on was that um, a lot of people felt very anxious and a lot of pain, but still felt very helpless because you're stuck at home and how can you right. actually help the situation? So that in response to that, our week, our team within a week or two, we actually built out a COVID-19 response feature on our app where we partnered with Global Giving such that with every session you complete on Flowly, we actually donate 50 cents to Global Giving's coronavirus relief fund. Um, which is going towards medical supplies to doctors on the front lines. Um, kids are getting school meals that they otherwise wouldn't get and uh, helping with elderly care. So we wanted to give people an avenue from their home to help themselves, but also while they're helping themselves, helping others. Hmm. And that seems like a pretty integral part to what Flowly offers, even if the pandemic didn't exist, uh, considering that you are trying to foster a community of support around uh, chronic pain. So that must have felt like almost a, a pretty natural development for Flowly. Yeah, it is. And I, I can't stress the community factor enough because it is really key to how um, various populations in the healthcare community really support each other and recover. And the way that you manage disability in the workplace or even outside of the workplace is really finding a support network, whether it's a combination of peers, other chronic sufferers, or doctors and physicians that can come together and support you. Because it really takes a village to help someone in their recovery and healthcare journey. It's not an individual, and it's not one pill either. All right, Celine Tien, founder and CEO of Flowly, thank you so much for giving us your insights and breaking down both Flowly's launch and the general state of telehealth and telemedicine applications post-pandemic. Uh, if people want to find out a little bit more about Flowly and get plugged into the upcoming launch, where should they go and how can they uh, get access to this solution? Yeah, you can go to www.flowly.world. Um, we're also on all the social media pages. Um, right now, Flowly will be launching with two subscriptions. So basic just on your phone or a pro subscription for people that are more highly impacted pain or anxiety patients, we actually send you a VR headset to your house 
where you can do all of these experiences immersed in virtual reality. So literally in a beautiful ocean side, in the forest, on another planet. And it's a great escape, especially at a time when we all kind of need that mental and health escape. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to need to get myself a VR headset. Now that you break it down like that, <laughs> that sounds like a nice escape. <laughs> all right, Celine Tien, thank you so much for your time.